Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's at $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written, published article, Who Was at the Helm? From 1965, it's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump much more and remember subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week the cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz with, <laughs> with the savage premium so go to go to glow.fm slash savage premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else thank you very much well, welcome to the Michael Savage Podcast. Today's podcast is called The New Opium Wars. Now, hold on. It could be called China Rx. 
which is what it's really about. Because back in February of 2020, I think long before anyone else in the media, it doesn't really matter. But before the COVID lockdown, I interviewed Rosemary Gibson, who had written a book entitled China Rx, which was blowing the lid off how the government is hiding the fact that we're dependent on China for almost all of our drugs and medicines. And she asked what would happen if China cut us off and how core ingredients of the majority of medicine in America, they're controlled by China. Well, now that the Biden administration is pushing Russia into an alliance with China, this topic of China controlling our prescription drugs, our vitamins, is even more frightening than before. And I spoke with uh, Rosemary again to see if things have changed and if we're still facing this alarming problem. Well, you'll hear as you listen, it's even worse. She predicted the international supply chain fiasco, and she uh, is back to warn about the risks that the public and private sector has created in the pursuit of profits, the almighty dollar. For example, she asks, why did pharmaceutical companies sell their formulas to Chinese manufacturers? How did China use cartels to corner the market? Why has Chinese fentanyl flooded the U.S.? How has this government permitted this? Trump tried to stop it, by the way. The title is The New Opium Wars. It could be called China Rx, but I'm sure that you're going to learn things in this podcast that you can't get anywhere else. Hi, Ms. Gibson. A pleasure to meet you. Michael, a pleasure to meet you. You do a great show. I'm still trying. I hear you. I'm still working at it. Things are more crazier today than I've ever seen in my whole life of studying the world. I've never seen anything quite like what they're doing to this nation. So I interviewed you on February 20th or so, 2020. This is the story that I want to talk about. I mean, in China Rx, you alerted the world to the fact that the government is hiding the fact that we're dependent on China for our medicine. And what would happen if China cut us off? And we discussed how core ingredients of majority of medicine are controlled by China. That was then. China RX uh, came uh, is is it? Uh, this is okay. Came out in 2018, and it predicted, Michael, a lot of what we're seeing right now. China is happening now, at such a pace that I just never imagined. China is now the source for approximately 40 percent of the world's <clears throat> active pharmaceutical ingredients which are used for making drugs. Here's the evolution. It's worse. <laughs> it's worse. So those, where do the, these active ingredients come from? They're made from chemicals. Just like China controls about 90% of the rare earths. Yes. They, ch- they control 90% of the core chemicals and other materials to make those active ingredients. But how did we get to this point? America used to make all of its own medicines largely. Isn't that true? We made a lot of them. We depended to some degree on Europe and Japan. And then it began to switch in the 90s, in part with the advent of generic drugs. But the floodgates really opened, Michael, with the China trade law in uh, 2000. Who passed that? Who was the president? That was Bill Clinton, wasn't it? I, I was going to say, I, 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 he- I hesitated because I didn't want to automatically say who did this to us, but uh, I'm not shocked if it was. And it was bipartisan. They had to have bipartisan. Oh, of course, they were all bought out. You know, I began my professional career really as a natural products 
ethnobotanist, and I, I spent many, many years studying natural sources of medicines. And at the time, 24% of all pharmaceuticals were still derived from natural products. I don't know what that number is today, but I was a big proponent of using natural products where possible without, of course, issuing the value of chemical derived, chemically derived med medicines. And, and now I see, I mean, the Chinese have always been into so-called natural medicine. That was their medicine for thousands of years. How did they? Get, so now they've gotten control of <clears throat> chemical medicine. So, I, for example, I have one prescription I take. I used to boast I take no prescriptions, but that changed a few years ago when something happened to me. I take one medicine. This one I, I found it is not made in China because it's a um, I believe it's an, a bioengineered medication made in America. But what does a person do when most of the cardiac medicines, for example, come from China, don't they? Most heart medicines still come from China. Well, there's uh, a lot of uh, China ingredients in heart medicines, but some of the finished drugs, Michael, could be made in, um, in India or China or even the United States. Well, they could cut us off anytime they want. I mean, they could, they could blackmail us the way Putin is blackmailing the world with wheat right now. The day That's China right. Was, right? That's right. <clears throat> look, what, look what happened with the contrast dye used uh, in CT scans. What happened? Have you heard about that? Well, GE no. Healthcare sourced it from China and comes out of the port of Shanghai. So guess what happens? Don't know. GE Healthcare says, well, because of what's happening with the congestion in the Shanghai port, we're unable to get it. And, you know, this has been going on for weeks and months. And major hospitals have been told, well, sorry, uh, if you need a, say you're having a heart attack, they rush it to the hospital. And the first thing they're going to do is take so a picture of your heart to see what's going on. And it relies on this contrast dye. So doctors can visualize where the blockage is and save people's lives. You mean they're having inject, a stroke, they same thing. The dye into your, into your system and it creates a, a, a contrast called contrast dye for that reason. And so now that technique is no longer available right now, Rosemary? Well, there's, uh, it's, the supplies have been cut anywhere from 70 to 80%. So hospitals have to triage. So if you have a tumor or if you have cancer and doctors want to see how you're doing, you might be on a wait list in that hospital. So this is all predictable. And should have been fixed. And that's why I've been advocating to diversify our medicine supply chains. And you I will say. You also say that much of the personal protective equipment uh, that was used in the pandemic originates in China as well. That's right. The PPE, the personal protective equipment, the masks, the gowns, the gloves. There were mayors and governors that spent, sent people over to China with billions and billions of dollars to buy stuff, mm. buy PPE, rather than investing in and in having it made here in the United States. And what mm. happened? Look at the quality. There were 9 million gowns, surgical gowns that came from China through the distributor Cardinal Health, and they were found to be contaminated. Oh, my and these goodness. Are, these contaminated? Are to, how contaminated? With what? With bacteria. They didn't, some sort of bacteria. And these are supposed to be used in operating rooms.
Oh. And you wow. saw that uh, those tests, those COVID tests, they were giving false readings. It, it's just remarkable how we've relied on the supply chain that delivers poor quality products, sometimes harmful, can kill you, hmm. and which is not reliable. And the whole world, Michael, depends on the same source. Okay, so China has the world over a barrel. <laughs> That's right. And it's only a matter of when they want to pull that lever and turn it all off, right? Exactly right. And they threatened to withhold antibiotics from the United States in March of 2020. Why? What was the reason that they gave? Well, just because they can say that and show who's boss. And just um, remember in 1918, during the pandemic back then, what most people died of was not the virus, but from you know, your body's weakened, so you get infections like pneumonia. Most people died of pneumonia because we didn't have antibiotics then. So you so, could, you yeah, could well, take down so a country talking, so easily. Basically, Rosemary, what you're saying is we have a system that can be bought and sold, which we all know. And very few people, well, many people now know because of your book. I mean, it's been out for four years. China Rx exposing the risks of America's dependence on China for medicine. And you've been on every major TV show with it, haven't you? Has the major media touched this, interviewed you? Uh, many of the major media outlets have interviewed me or quote me. The one exception is the Wall Street Journal. Why would Murdoch block you? Wall Street Journal, well, um, well, they certainly have a point of view with regard to China, it seems to me. And they also have a point of view with regard to certain sectors like pharmaceuticals. Well, I noticed that if I study the corporate, the, the boards of uh, media companies, I've talked about this for at least 20 years, 30 years. And I learned it in the 60s from the left that was screaming about interlocking corporate directorships. I didn't even know what it meant when I first heard it. But if you look at who's on the board of Fox News, News Corporation and the drug companies, they're they're all many of these people appear on the same boards of directors. So and look at the ads. If you do on cable news, at least 50 percent or more are for drugs. It's almost overwhelming. Every ad is another sick person and an ad for a drug. Do you know how that news. happened? Let no, me tell you I the don't. story. Of, let me tell you the story of how direct to consumer advertising happened. And I've never shared this uh, publicly just because I haven't had the opportunity or never came up. So I was in the room when the former CEO of Johnson Johnson, his name was Jim Burke. He went on to describe how he and his brother, Daniel Burke, he was head of Capital Cities Television. And together, they advocated for direct-to-consumer advertising. So you've got pharma and a major, major media outlet. And look how it works to the benefit of both. The media gets lots of money from pharma advertising, and pharma makes it up in terms of sales. So it's a perfect marriage. When you say they do, do devise this direct, you're saying before that, that, situation this was not permitted on television correct you know the united states did not have direct to consumer advertising on television it wasn't permitted correct by what uh, uh fcc rules or a now, that's a good rules? question i'm not sure but 
Um, when it changed, the U.S. was really an outlier in now allowing direct-to-consumer advertising. And this happened in the 1990s. Okay, I get it. I understand exactly that. So when I heard about what beware of uh, interlocking corporate directorships in the 60s from far left uh, activists were war- you know, warning about this, the chickens have come home to roost, to use an old phrase. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So everyone who has ever taken a pill or takes a pill, even vitamin pills, needs to listen to you and read this book. I'm a big consumer of vitamins. I'm a mega vitamin person. I have been in orthomolecular medicine since the 1970s. How many of my vitamins are domestically manufactured? I know for a fact that almost all vitamin C is made in China or Japan. The, the, uh, the, let's take vitamin C. Okay. So the main ingredient in it is ascorbic acid. And China is the dominant global producer, I'd say maybe 80 plus, not 90%. Well, that's converted from, from a sugar, by the way. Ascorbic mm-hmm. acid is converted from, from, from a sugar. People don't know that. It's a few molecules. But So China makes almost all of ascorbic acid in the world? That's right. And, and how that happened was, a little backstory here, they formed a cartel and drove out U.S. and other producers. Oh, boy. And... The U.S. the antitrust division of DOJ did nothing. They sat on the sidelines. Of course. Well, that and, sounds familiar. And uh, long story short, it was a case that went all the way to the Supreme Court, back to a federal appeals court in Manhattan, <laughs> and it basically allowed it ruled that China could form cartels with impunity well, if they're bringing in cartel members over the border nakedly now under Biden. I'm not surprised. You know that the majority of fentanyl peddlers in San Francisco are from Honduras. Almost all the arrests in San Francisco of fentanyl uh, drug peddlers are Honduran. And, you know, the D.A., who's uh, facing a recall, this communist terrorist son whose name I forget. I don't even want to keep it in my mind. Uh, Chesa Budan, son of terrorists has not prosecuted them. And the reason he won't prosecute them is because they might be deported and he's against deportation. So it seems to me almost all of the, the legal you know, elements of our society have been so corrupted that it's anything goes. It's like we're a sitting duck. We're like a duck having our feathers plucked and no right. one's protecting us. You're right. Who's protecting the average person on the street? You and me, nobody. And, you know, a lot of that illegal fentanyl the material to make it is sourced in China and they're just flooding our country. And so it's China behind the fentanyl epidemic in a way. Yes. That's yes. what I, I've read that elsewhere, that although the cartels are bringing it in over the border, it's made it made. Well, it actually be, could be made anywhere. Is it made in China only or what? They could be supplying the material to make it. The raw materials for making yes. fentanyl, the most addictive of all the opioids. And it's like a reverse uh, opium war, Michael. I was going to say that the minute you said China, I thought about uh, the British dumping opium on the Chinese and addicting an entire nation. Right. And I've told the story before, Rosemary. I think you may have heard it. It was during the Boxer Rebellion when the martial artists stood up and caused a revolution and overthrew the 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 corrupt politicians 
that opium was burned in the ports and opium was kicked out of China at that time through a revolution of boxers, meaning fighters. People don't know that it took the people to rise up against the corrupt government. Of course, I'm not calling for a revolution in America because we can't ever have one here. Look what happened to the people at the January 6th committee simply for rioting. They didn't actually cause a revolution. They didn't harm anybody. One of them was shot by one of the government uh, thugs. Well, what was the Boston Tea Party all about? Tea? (laughs) Taxation without representation? It was a citizen revolt against tyranny. Oh, that was then. This is now. How are we going to ever fix this? How can we get control back of our medical system, meaning our pharmaceutical system? Has there been any change? Let's put it this way. Has there been any change since your eye-opening book you know, your book was a seminal book, China Rx, Exposing the Risk of America's Dependent on China for Medicine. It reminds me very much, uh, in a way, of Silent Spring by Rachel Carson, who caused the revolution. Before Rachel Carson, pesticides were poisoning the earth and killing our birds. Right, right. And then she wrote this book, so elegant, the title, The Silent Spring, meaning one day you'll wake up and the spring will be silent because all the birds will be dead. It struck a chord. People demanded pesticides be reined in and not used as frequently because even the eagle's eggs were cracking from the pesticides. I I don't know how many people even remember that. Has your book caused, I wouldn't say a similar uh, reaction. I would doubt it because of the power of the media and social media run by the opposition. But has it caused any change at all? Uh, Michael, I'm really honored and delighted to say it has. Oh, good. And uh, what's interesting, it's coming from the private sector. I'm told by people who work in the industry uh, that that book, uh, everybody's read it. And what it forced them to do for the first time, Michael, is look at their supply chains. What's so fascinating is people did not know where their suppliers, maybe who their suppliers were, and where their suppliers, suppliers, suppliers got their stuff from. Hmm. And now, even the federal government, if you look at some of the recommendations in China RX, mm-hmm. people are, look, are do, implementing them. They now are developing supply chain maps, knowing where it's coming from, and even better, there's a lot of interest very quietly. They don't want to admit it, but there's a lot of interest in having more domestic manufacturing and to certainly diversify. The challenge is what I've I developed a healthy respect for to make prescription drugs. And these are generics we're talking about, which are most of what people take. It takes years to build a plant and get it approved and get products started. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's complex. You got to find the right partners, the right people to do it, but it's starting, but we have to hurry up. And we were making great progress. There was an executive order signed uh, by president Trump on August 6th, 2020 that would require the Defense Department and the VA to purchase domestically produced generics to rebuild our industrial base. It was a has great- Biden, Has Biden uh, eliminated that executive order? It still exists, but it's not been implemented. Well, hush, hush. Let's not let the communists running America hear that. They seem all to be controlled by China to me or some other foreign sources, but that's a separate story. And I don't want to drag you into my politics. No, but it's, it's true. And even I think even, you know, what happened, Michael, a lot of how this happened, why we offshored it. You asked that earlier. Another piece of that puzzle is 
There were major U.S. companies that gave away their generic drug recipes to companies in China in return for getting access to that market for their Ah, branded products. Well, the Chinese are very smart. They know how to do business. Trump understood them. They know how to get something. Trump understood them very well. In other words, it was called a negotiation. Exactly. You have to give something. Uh, Exactly. He understood what business is. That's why I pushed for him to be president so hard before the election. Look what we have now. The opposite is true. We get nothing and give everything. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Getting back to the manufacture of vitamins, because, you know, a lot of people take prescription drugs. Uh, Most Americans take vitamins today, one kind or another. Everyone takes vitamin C by and large, and they don't even know that even their vitamin C is made in China. That's right. So what do people do? Uh, If you look in certain, if you go into Costco, for example, they sell a lot of vitamins. But there's a number of companies like Costco that are having theirs independently tested by reputable entities, USP, US Pharmacopeia. And I don't have any stock in Costco, but this is just something I observed as an average person. So Costco vitamins say that U.S. U.S. Pharmacopeia independently tested and certified. What do you mean? All it, their own manufactured drug, their vitamins are made for them by private packers. It looks like it. And, Kirkland, they're Kirkland brand. So, well, Safeway also sells Kirkland brand. I've noticed, right? So I would look on the, what your what your listeners and viewers can wow. do. Yeah, I'm going to look is to look on the bottle and to see if. It has anything about independently tested. Kirkland brand Costco. I'm making a note myself. You're saying they're domestically made? I didn't say they're domestically made. They're certified to, they were tested by reputable, very reputable entities. You mean to make sure that they are what they say they are? And that there's nothing bad in them, correct? Okay. Tested by USP for quality, obviously quality control for QC and contaminants. And the other thing I would um, encourage your uh, listeners and viewers to think about is there's something called authorized generics. Okay. You got generic drugs, which are 90% of what people get. There's something called authorized generics. Yeah. And those are the generic drugs that are the exact same as the branded product Mm -hmm. in every way. And you can look up Coalition for Authorized Generics, and they have a list of all the authorized generics on the market. Well, I know for a, a fact yeah. that years ago when I was in the vitamin business, many of the vitamins that were made in India were just absolute adulterated garbage. India has about the worst quality control in the country, in the world. Or well, there's, anyway. there's problems uh, in India and there's problems in China. But anyway, back to this authorized generic. So if you, it's an option for people and you may have to, uh, really look for a pharmacy that will order it for you. But that could be a safer bet than just going to regular generic. I'll tell you a story. I had to go get an antibiotic for something minor. And I went to one pharmacy and it was a manufacturer I won't name. And I said, I don't, I don't want that one. I went, to, well, that's all we have. So I went to another pharmacy. They had that one plus another one, a good brand, but not in the right dose. So the book is still China RX. And you have created a national movement for safer 
more humane. Uh, when we say more humane, you mean the testing element? Is that what you mean by? Yeah, more you know, what's the, the other thing that's happening, uh, Michael, you asked, is that there are ver- some very big entities, private sector entities, including some large health systems that are beginning to test generic drugs. And they have to do it because the FDA has basically lost its ability to regulate generic drugs coming in from places like China. Because China doesn't want federal employees over there in their plants. Think Mm -hmm. about it. And do you want to be the lone federal employee that goes over there, finds a problem with a plant, writes up your report? Do you think China will ever give that person a visa to go back? Well, no, it's, it is what it is. I mean, they, they're a monopoly and they want to control their monopoly like any, That's other, exactly right. any other business entity. They could care less about humane and humanity. It means nothing to them. Yeah, they don't so, care about look, what's, our the quality country what's coming has sold out. out to China. And some of the biggest politicians that we've ever heard were all lobbying for China. I can name three of them that I was shocked when I found out. Madeleine Albright, I never liked her to begin with. I thought she was a sellout. She was a, a, lo- a China lobbyist. Bob Dole, who I respected enormously for his service in World War II and his suffering, I was actually sickened when he became a lobbyist for China. It seems that they bought every former politician in order to conquer America economically. So when push comes to shove, now we're talking about medicines that people need. Anytime they want to turn the spigot off, they can. They can blackmail us, correct? Absolutely. It's a a very simple way, Michael, to take down a country. Well, when you have a country like ours, which seems to be by every ad, people are suffering. I never saw a nation as sickly as ours. How could everyone be so sick? How did our ancestors? How did our ancestors live? Let's see. I'm thinking not even 100 years ago. I keep forgetting what year we're in. Uh, Let's say 150 years ago. How did they live without medicines and vitamins? They all didn't die at 10, 10 years old. How did they, they live? They, they lived. It was an agrarian economy. They lived on farms and they I just talked to a woman at a uh, organic market and she described how her dad would grow horseradish. And process it at home and horseradish is really good for fighting off infections. That's not medical advice, but I'm just saying that this is how a lot of people survived because they knew that the earth carried a lot of um, food and herbs and things that would help people. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. I wrote a book in 1972 called Earth Medicine, Earth Food, and it was based on Native American remedies. And I I wrote many books on herbal medicine. I was fascinated by it because I always felt look back to the earth. And of course, there's such a huge movement of organic foods and uh, natural treatments. A lot of it is a lot of crap, by the way. A lot of it is phony baloney. you got to be careful. There's a lot of con men in that business, too. But that is the only way we're going to survive is domestic, domestically survive, which is going back to the earth, so to speak. Well, look, people- at, uh, look at the ancient traditions in India and China. They both had their own systems of medicine that far predated you know, Westerners, and many people lived very long, healthy lives. Well, Ayurvedic medicine in India, obviously, Chinese herbal medicine, et cetera. All of the Chinese practices of health make great sense to people who practice it. But the average American's not going to go. They'll say that's a bunch of foreign crap. I don't want it. I want that pill. The people who oh, eat it's understandable. Huge- it's understandable because we've been socialized to that. And I guess the message for that for everybody listening mm-hmm. here is 
this is this is really important. I'm hearing more and more from doctors, very credible doctors from prominent institutions that are seeing that there are some generic drugs that are just don't seem to be working properly. Ah. There was a, an article written and published in the Journal of Heart and Lung Transplantation hmm. about a drug given to people with heart transplants. This is big deal, life and death stuff. And so they would go home to the ho- from the hospital, go to their retail pharmacy, get a refill for a really important immunosuppressant. And the doctors would notice, this is at a prominent institution, that they would see these patients co- showing back up in the hospital or the emergency room, and they didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. So finally, the cardiologist said, can we see which, where you're getting your refills from? And they took those bottles, Michael, and they had the products tested. Mm-hmm. And they found that some of them were not dissolving properly in the body. So you might have it dissolved too quickly. So for the last four hours of your eight-hour dose, you're not getting protection. Mm-hmm. And if you're a heart transplant patient and you need to have that immunosuppressant so your body doesn't reject the organ, that's life or death stuff. You don't want to be back on another heart transplant list. Oh, boy. That's what we're seeing. Another drug is being tested. It was just crumbling. The, the testing lab took the product and it just crumbled within a minute. Who, t- who crumbled? The lab? The, no, the, 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 the drug. There was another drug that's being tested now. And the lab technician took the product and it, the tablet just crumbled. I see. All right. So they're making garbage. They're exactly making substandard right. drugs. Yep. They're making adulterated drugs. And we're buying them and people are dying from it or getting sicker than they were before and don't even know what's causing it. And the solutions are already being worked on, maybe in baby steps. People are creating new factories. We're trying to manufacture domestically. But you and I both know it's going to take an act of Congress to change things. And that will not happen because most of them are sold out uh, by by lobbying companies. But it will take look, let's go to the baby formula crisis that still exists. So one one manufacturer closed down Abbott Labs from some contaminants, right? That was one some thing. apparent contaminants. OK, let's talk about that for a minute. Then we find out that pallets and pallets and pallets of baby formula are sitting in Mexico, that this government was taking the available supplies and preferably giving them to illegal aliens so they could bring in more voters. It's that sick. That's how demented the country is under this Biden administration. Again, you don't have to coordinate with my viewpoint. That's what they are doing, making sure that all of the illegal aliens flooding into America with their bambinos could be healthier than our own domestic babies. That's where the baby formula was. But the fact of the matter is, how did we reach a point where we couldn't even make baby formula in America? One plant closes and and we suddenly don't have a supply. How's that possible? Well, um, the commissioner of the FDA, Dr. Robert Califf, testified to Congress recently, and he acknowledged that the FDA screwed up. <laughs> look at this. Look at this, Michael. So you, there were two deaths, and I, I have not looked into this carefully. But what I read, and this has to be verified, is that the bacteria that they found that affected the children was not the same bacteria that they found in in the formula itself. Where was it from? 
Uh, one hypothesis, it came from the distilled water in which the formula was mixed. Ah, it wasn't the so, formula. Now, meanwhile, so FDA shuts down this plant. And meanwhile, there are plants in China, high-risk plants, mm. that the FDA hasn't even gone in to inspect in a long time. And now they're doing inspections by Zoom. Wait, inspect, wait, plants in China manufacturing medicines or drugs? Just plain old drugs. We're going back to the medicines now. Back to the drugs. So FDA once is doing this, and meanwhile is totally ignoring high-risk plants. Of course, I get it. And allowing them to send us stuff. You Remember the blood pressure medicine that was contaminated with carcinogens? I missed that one. I'm sure a lot of your... Listeners and viewers, 2018, giant recall of uh, blood valsartan and other blood pressure medicines. And the biggest producer of the active ingredient is a plant in China. So FDA finally got over there, Michael. And what did they find? They, the employees knew they had a problem with the product, that it didn't meet U.S. standards, but they sold it anyway. Who stopped them? All right. So you wrote a book that's a wake up, a wake up call. It has awakened some. It's forced some change. Rosemary Gibson, before we go on, are there any is there a list in in your book? I don't know if you revise. Has it been revised at all since the original edition? China Rx? Uh, There hasn't been uh, an updated version. We're thinking of doing that. Uh, But um, do you list drugs that are questionable or any? safety issues, the medicines that people should be on the lookout for? There are uh, government reports cited that talk about specific drugs, like there are certain oncology drugs that are only made in China. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's yes. an amazingly important story. As it's probably more important now than it was when your book came out in, in 2018. And the book is still called China Rx, Exposing the Risks of America's Dependence on China for Medicine by Rosemary Gibson. Rosemary, any final thoughts for the wonderful listeners of the Michael Savage podcast? Well, to the wonderful listeners of Michael Savage, uh, thank you for listening. The <laughs> book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. And I just want you, uh, everybody to know, Mike, we donate proceeds to good causes. Mm-hmm. I wrote this as a private citizen. No one paid me to do it. Has 900 footnotes. Nobody's found anything of merit to correct. Well, when they find out that penicillin and vitamin C, two of the most frequently used compounds in the world, are no longer made in the United States, but made by our dear friends in China, I think maybe even the average Eddie out there might wake up to what you're trying to say in China Rx. Well, you know what I say, Michael, to those uh, members of Congress and it's the so-called elite, whether they're Democrat or Republican. What's that? If they have an accident and end up in a hospital in the, around the Beltway have to go into their retail pharmacy, they're going to get the same thing that the rest of us get, that they are not immune and they're jeopardizing their own health. And I tell young women on Capitol Hill, their birth control pills might be made in China. You know, Rosemary, I wish that that mattered to them. But these are the same people with grandchildren who are ripping our borders apart and letting drug dealers come over the border. These are the same people poisoning our children's minds with propaganda. So I doubt very much that these greedy fools would care very much whether anyone took a generic drug that was good or bad, including themselves. I think that they put greed, the dollar sign above everything else. Unfortunately, my cynicism from Queens, New York has not. I hear you. 
It hasn't left me, Rosemary. I may oh, have been, I hear you. I may, may have you know, been in California all these years, but it hasn't affected me very much. I'll leave you with this note. Remember the tobacco lobbyist? He worked for Marlboro or one of the companies, and he got lung cancer. Oh, he boy. walked into the uh, hospital for his chemo. He looked around. He said, well, I guess I put a lot of these people here. He so the moment that. of awakening. He said that. It comes. It will happen. But uh, for now, Michael, we um, China Rx is out there. I hope your listeners will take a look at it. I wrote it so my mother could read it. Hmm. And uh, it's already made change. Uh, share it with your friends and family. There are tips on how to find out where your own drugs are made, how to avoid uh, drugs made in China. Good. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Rosemary 100. Rosemary so go, 100? Yes. Go buy the book. Yes. They will. And I appreciate your time. Rosemary Gibson, China Rx, one of the most important books of our time. Thank you for being with us on the Michael Savage podcast. Honored to be with you today, Michael. All right. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Bye. Good luck thank with you, the sir. book. Bye now. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. For those of you who never heard my first interview with Rosemary Gibson going back to February of 2020, we broke new ground. We're going to replay it now. It's a very eye-opening look into a very disturbing situation that needs to be resolved immediately. Settle back and enjoy it and share it with 10 others. Here's a topic that none of the politicians talked about at any of the debates, nor has the president of the United States talked about it. Where does your penicillin come from? Your vitamin C. Your other drugs, your other over-the-counter products, they come from the United States? Where do your antibiotics, antidepressants, birth control pills, cancer drugs, blood pressure medicines, you think they're made here in the U.S.? You're wrong. They come from China. And there's a big risk right now because we're so dependent on China for medicine and the government is hiding this from you that with the throwing of a switch, they could cut off your drugs, even your vitamin C is not made here anymore. I don't know if you know this. It's an important book called China Rx by Rosemary Gibson, who uh, is joining us right now on the Savage Nation. Pay very close attention because neither party will tell you what you're about to hear because all of them are sold out and owned by the lobbyists. Rosemary Gibson, thank you for being with us on the Savage Nation. Great book. Well, thank you for having me to talk about this very important subject. You know, when I, when I looked at your book, I was alarmed enough to see that all of our drugs are controlled by them. But with the um, wide-scale dispensation, uh, or d d dispensing, rather, of drugs to our military, what if China cut off the antidepressants that are so frequently given out to our sailors and our soldiers? What would happen then? And what happens if we cut off the antibiotics? And the medicines needed for surgery. Right. And they own it all. They control it all. None of them are made here in the U.S. anymore, Rosemary? Uh, the core ingredients is where China has a chokehold on the global mm. supply. Most Boy, are they smart. Just like they, they cornered the market on the, the essential uh, elements of our electronics industry, they did so with our drug industry. And it happened literally right under our noses, didn't it? It really did, but I'll tell you, it took a long time to figure this out. I started working on this in 2014. It took three years to figure it out hmm. and to tell the story in China RX. And I predict well, there that in yeah. the event of a natural disaster or global pandemic, the United States will stand in line behind other countries 
to try to. What about what about if we see made uh, the, the drug labels are also deceptive, aren't they? Some of them make believe they're in other words, they're manufactured in the U.S., but the raw ingredients are coming from China is, is a lot of the truth, right? Well, it's all over the map. So let's uh, take the medicines uh, needed for uh, caring for people, say if they have real severe coronavirus and they're in the hospital. Okay. So let's take those medicines. Okay. If you you'll be on, might be on a ventilator, mechanical ventilator to help you breathe, you might get go into shock or have a secondary infection. So I was sitting having dinner with a bunch of people that actually make medicines. Mm-hmm. So where do the core chemicals come to make these medicines? Mm. I went around the room. Each of them, they have 100 years experience doing the work they do. And each of them said 90%, 90%, 90%. <laughs> How did we get to this point of letting China take over our prescription drug market, Rosemary Gibson? Well, first of all, nobody wanted to talk about it. And since China RX came out there's in April 18, there's just no advocacy for it other than the public that's apoplectic about it and our military because it's been hidden from us. But how it happened was, you know, we went to generic drugs, which have been really a boon for all of us. But then when we opened up free trade with China in 2000 and they joined the World Trade Organization in 2001, I mean, who knew our trade policy would have such an impact? Hmm. So uh, it became... But, but you, Rosemary, this is true about both parties, right? This is not limited to one party or the other. Both of them are owned by the, by the China lobby, right? This is, a, this is across the board. Many mothers and fathers here own this. And it's been hidden and nobody has been able to talk about it. So let's say I use a lot of vitamin C powder, which I have for many, many years. I've known for years that it was made in Japan. It never bothered me because the Japanese are very high quality drug manufacturing. But by, according to your book, the Chinese are now making most of the powdered vitamin C. What they make is the ascorbic acid. Yeah. The active ingredient. Of course. I, I found it real. There's none. There's one small plant in New Jersey making a specialized ascorbic acid, and there's one small plant in Europe, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time that we made most of our drugs here in America, correct? Absolutely. I call it the industrial equivalent of home cooking. And now how, do we get, how do we get control back? Look, the book is so important called China Rx, Exposing the Risks of America's Dependence on China for Medicine. In some ways, this is not 100% new to me. I do have a Ph.D. from UC Berkeley, but I have a previous master's degree in pharmacology. So I've seen this happening over the years, which is why I had Rosemary Gibson on the show today. I want America to wake up. Can we do anything about this? Well, sure we can. The first thing we need to do is to uh, bring some of our manufacturing back to the United States for those essential medicines. We don't have to make all of them here. Mm-hmm. We need, you know, basic self-sufficiency. We have a thing called the strategic national stockpile that's there for emergencies. Okay. It's, you know, like Hurricane Sandy or something like that. And 85% of that, what's in there, depends on China. Good God. Good thing. So we, you have a chapter called the vitamin C and penicillin cartels. They even control our penicillin raw ingredients? Absolutely. For, yes, this is how China does it. They for, it's not just because China's cheaper. Chinese companies form cartels, they fix the prices, they sell them really cheap, below market, and they drive everybody out. God. When they got global dominant market share, then they raised the price. And And that's what they did to our electronics industry originally, uh, 
in, in Japan. They dumped cars. They killed our car manufacturers. Then they did the TVs and the electronics dumping again. Now China's doing it with, with medicine, with antibiotics, chemotherapies, antidepressants, HIV, AIDS drugs, medicines for Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, birth control, all made in China, sold in the U.S., and we all think they're made in the U.S.? Well, there's no real country of origin labeling. It's all obfuscation. Mm. Now, that's the beginning of the solution, I think, which is a country of origin labeling. Don't you think that would help? Uh, that would help. But... Um you know, I think the house is burning down, and so we've got to put out the fire. So if I had to put political energy into something, it's let's bring that, some of that manufacturing back here. We have tremendous technology to be able to make medicines here that's much cheaper, less envi- lower, smaller environmental footprint at lower cost. We have brilliant minds here. We've got to invest in them. And plus, we have to. once we do it, we just can't put it on the open market. We have to have long-term contracts, say, with California public sector employees or, you know, the DOD, Department of Defense, or the VA, or the Strategic National Stockpile. Otherwise, China will come in and undercut. So we have to treat it as a national security asset. I agree. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Now, I have another, I have another issue here, which is generic drugs. I've always tried to avoid generic drugs my entire life because I my former professor was the uh, director of um, research at one of the major American pharmaceutical firms and he told me generics are generally garbage and now according to your book I'm finding out that most of the generics are made in China and India and they are garbage is that true or false well here's the fact is that nine percent of our generic drugs now finished drugs the pills we take are made in China 25% 25% come from India. But India, its generic industry would collapse without Chinese core ingredients. <laughs> so all roads lead to China. Back in the day, there were what was called authorized generics. So the company that made the brand name product right. went generic. You have that, quote, authorized generic. that was made by that company, same formulation. Okay. Um, which one is better? Well, what I like is a new startup company up in New Haven, and they're test. They're an online pharmacy, and they test every product before they sell it. They test mm. batches of each product. Mm-hmm. And if we want, you know, to in, in, in your product, book, we have to test you. In, in, I'm sorry, we're speaking about China RX, the risks of America's dependence on China for medicine. With the author Rosemary Gibson, in in your book, where you ask, are drugs from China safe? You quoted a longtime industry employee, Cheryl. Neith, who said, and I'm quoting, I have stopped taking vitamins because the components are mostly Chinese made, even if the tablets or capsules are made in the United States, and there's minimal oversight of supplements like vitamins. That's still true, correct? That's true, and that's from somebody who worked worked in the industry for more than 30 years. So we're literally, literally ingesting, it's like a Russian roulette. We don't know what we're putting in our bodies anymore. Well, look what happened with the blood pressure medicine that got, had carcinogens in them. Millions of Is people that, around the world got it. They were recalled, the longest recall, I think, in FDA history. And it, So, is, is, is the, Rosemary, is the FDA not doing its job? Are they involved with the problem? The FDA is part of the problem, but the industry has allowed this to happen. And to me, it's like FAA and Boeing. 
you have another chapter here, contaminated toothpaste in U.S. hospitals and hotels. What's that about? That was a number of years ago where there was antifreeze put in uh, products because it was a cheaper ingredient. Oh, oh, they put a little diethylene glycol in the toothpaste. Very nice. Just like the member of the pet food, thousands of uh, Americans, they lost their beloved dogs and cats because of pet food that was contaminated with an industrial chemical. Wow. And, you know, I can see why there's such a movement in this country of people going back to the earth of growing their own foods, growing their own herbs, and going off all medicines and vitamins altogether. It's a shocker to, to read this book. Well, is the, is the, have you shaken up the FDA with this book? Are they coming awake, Rosemary, at all? Are they coming around to you? I will say that uh, in a, a year and a half that this book has been out, I've had the privilege of briefing senior-level government official, officials and testifying on Capitol Hill, and people are shocked. And the sad part is that they are shocked that people did not know, or those that did know, did nothing to act on it. Hmm. It's a huge topic that's requiring a Senate hearing, but they're too busy impeaching the president uh, in, in Congress rather than protecting the American people. This is an example of, a, of an over-politicized uh, nation. Instead of doing the people's work and protecting the people, they're attacking the other party, both sides, in order uh, for personal gain. Don't you think we should have congressional hearings on this? Well, there have been hearings, but we've got to get people to act. You know, I look at who are the big purchasers of medicines. They're the oh, hospitals, okay. you know? Yeah. And I've done grand rounds at hospitals, and I ask the question, so why do you contract with suppliers that supply you with substandard medicines that are in persistent shortage? Why do you mm-hmm. do that? And the answer? Do they have an answer? I'm still waiting. You're still waiting for the answer. Well, this is a very alarming topic, but it's right up my alley because I have used vitamins myself for 40 years. I used to be in the, a consultant to the vitamin industry, and I knew about good manufacturing practices, and I knew about shysters on Long Island who were pumping out pills in garages to make their fortunes. And I was trying to, to alert America to that, and I knew that there were good manufacturers of herbs. I knew there were shysters knocking out pills in Salt Lake City in their, in their toilets, in their garbage, making really junk until eventually the industry cleaned itself up. Mm-hmm. Is this ever going to clean up? Are we ever going to clean the pharmaceutical industry up, do you think, in our lifetime? Well, I've been putting this out as a national security issue. It is. It's not, and it's, a, a poor quality medicines is not going to get people in Washington out of their chairs, but a national security threat will. You're right. So uh, that's what I've been going with and regret. You, know, you, t- you have a chapter. These drugs can reach anyone, including the president. That's very interesting, isn't it? That's right. Well, the medicines we're talking about are used by members of Congress, occupants of the White House and all their staffs and the military. Mm. There was a retired military guy who testified at a hearing. He was testifying as a commissioner in the U.S.-China Commission. And he said, I got contaminated blood pressure medicine. It was, the, came, was made in India. The ingredient came from China. And the ingredient had rocket fuel in it. No, there you go. They had to get rid of it somehow. It's an alarming story and a worthwhile book. And the book is called China Rx by Rosemary Gibson, exposing the risks of America's dependence on China for medicine. Rosemary, boy, you are an investigative reporter of the best kind, if you want to call yourself that. Whatever you call yourself, you're doing, you're doing great work here. It's a shame that both parties are so corrupt. 
that we're unlikely to see any changes in the very near future. Thank you so much, Rosemary, I for being with us. I want your listeners to know that we donate proceeds to good causes. No one paid me to do this book. Hmm. Someone said people would pay you not to write it. <laughs> wow. So uh, I hope people will go out and buy it. It's on Amazon. Share it with your family, your friends, your members of Congress, uh, your doctors, your pharmacists. People need to know this and call up your elected officials and say, we need to bring our medicine making back home. We don't want medicines made in China. Good job. Good job, Rosemary Gibson. Thank you for being on the Savage Nation. Look, I just want to tie the a little knot around this, if I can, before we leave, leave this subject. Can you imagine a national health emergency where we needed penicillin and there was none? What China cut us off? Can you imagine? Now, I want you to understand why this is happening and how it happened. Take a look at Adam Schiff. Take a look at those on the Senate Intelligence Committee, on the House Intelligence Committee. And take a look at what they've done for the last number of years. Have they once talked about this? No. They've spent all of their time attacking Donald Trump. If you want to know what negligence is, look no further than the Senate Intelligence Committee and the House Intelligence Committees, and you'll understand why this country is sinking into the muck, and it's not because of Donald Trump. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.